Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, I hope you all are doing well. Um, let's get started with a quick word of prayer, then we're going to get on with our devotional. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for giving us life, health, and strength. We literally thank you for just breathing life into our lungs, letting us see another day that we never seen before. Um, we thank you for allowing us to be in your presence every day. We thank you for allowing us to build a relationship with you, Father God. We just praise your holy name. And Father God, as we listen to the devotional or read the devotional, Father God, help it to touch our life. Help us to be able to apply the word to our lives. Father God, help us to change and be better. Help us be more Christ-like than flesh-like. Father God, we ask you to bless the ones that are hearing it and bless the ones that are reading it in Jesus' mighty name. Let's get started. Okay. Key verse, Hosea 6 and 6. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice the knowledge of God rather than burnt offering. Topic, steadfast love. Affirmations. I'm going to say them and I'm going to pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it if you like. I want steadfast love. I want to be in a committed relationship with Christ. I am loved by God. I need you. Thoughts. When I was in the world, I desired more than anything to be loved and have a steady relationship. That's all I wanted. I didn't feel loved by my family, so I wanted that from someone else, and I thought I had found it. Wherever it was that I found, which wasn't love, I found it in the worst people. And I didn't realize these people didn't love me. I didn't realize these people only used me for what I could give them, and because I didn't see it a lot of times, I was hurt or confused. And a lot of times, I always ask, why can't no one love because all I wanted was true love. When I gave my life to Christ, he showed me what love is. He showed me that all I need was his love. And that that's what my soul was seeking was love from my maker. And when I fell in love with him, I realized that all he wanted was a relationship with me, a real one. And the hole that I had or the emptiness I felt was gone because I allowed him to fill it. In the verse today, God told the Israelites, I don't want sacrifice. I want real love. I want you, I want you in that, and that was something the Israelites knew how to do. They knew how to give burnt offering and other offerings, but they didn't know how to give to themselves fully to God. Hosea 6 and 6. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offering. He said, I want you to acknowledge me. I want you to build a true relationship with me. Not one filled with false words, but one with wholeheartedly wanting me. Verse 7, as, as at Adam, they have broken the covenant. They were unfaithful to me there. They broke the covenant that God made with them. They didn't care about being faithful because what Israel, Israel tended to do was when they did wrong, they would sin and sacrifice, repeat after repeat. That's all they did. And when we confess and we have no true repentance, we don't try to change. We are basically building a relationship on broken trust. Matthew 9, 13, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I come not to call the righteous, but sinners. God, I don't, God said, I don't want sacrifice. You can keep your cattle, keep your words. He wanted the heart. He wanted total devotion, not half devotion, not half of anything. And a lot of us, a lot of times today, we think that because they pay, they, a lot of people think because they pay their tithes, they can speak in tongues because they have a big church or they have all these followers to sell her that 
That's what God is looking at. And no, my friends, he doesn't care about any of that. Are you giving God all of yourself? Are you giving every part of your life to him? Are you picking are, are you picking out parts you want him in? Isaiah uh, 1 and 11. What to me is the multitude of your sacrifices, says the Lord. I have had enough of burnt offering and rams and the fat of well-fed beasts. I do not delight in the blood of bulls and lambs or goats. We think if I get in the choir and sing my heart out, this is what he wants. If I go to church every Sunday, this is what he wants. Or if I pray every day, this is what he wants. If I am a pastor of a church, this is what he wants. No, he's getting tired of the religious ceremony activities. He wants a made up mind. He wants a life of holiness. He wants humble people and people that are willing to change and build a relationship with him. Truly, we don't want to give up our lives, whether we keep Playing church or friends or, or, or playing with our friends is going to get to a point in our lives that God is going to say no more playing pretend. He's going to say, I want you or nothing at all. That's where he was at with his people. And he's getting to that point now. But God is not mocked. We must change what we are doing so we can reach deeper dimensions and high levels with him. God isn't going to take us nowhere in the spirit realm if we are too busy pretending to be something our heart isn't. People can't read our heart, but God can see and read through any mask we try to wear. We must stop with the, the fake sacrifice and get ready for a real change by committing ourselves to a relationship with Christ. Prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for everything. Thank you for being our maker and creator of life. Father, we are sorry if we haven't been serious about our relationship with you. Lord, we desire you and not this lie that we have been, been living. Help us to be fully committed to you. And Lord, help us to trust, to help us to turn our heart around and desire more of you. Help us not to just say the words, but to be fully committed to you. Lord, we are sorry if 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 it may seem like we aren't ready, but we are. Life gets to be so much, we lose focus. Help us to focus on you. Help us to give up our lives in this world and be more de dedicated to you. In Jesus' mighty name. Reference, Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. And the steadfast love of the Lord never cease. His mercy never comes to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Psalms 86, 15. But you, O Lord, are God, merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Romans 5 and 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Further reading. 2 Kings 17, 1 through 18 and 12. Acts 21 through 38. Psalms 148, 1 through 14. And Proverbs 18, 6 through 7. Steadfast love. God's love for us won't end. And a lot of times we um, we forget that just because we've done wrong doesn't mean he's going to turn his back on us. But what he is saying here to these people and he's saying now to us is that I'm tired of this false confession of I'm sorry I did this. I'm sorry I did that. He wants more than that. He wants us to turn around and he wants us to have a committed relationship with him. It doesn't matter how many friends we have. It doesn't matter how much money we make. It doesn't matter how big our car is or how fancy it is. It doesn't matter to him. He wants real, true love and authentic relationships. 
And no, he, he don't want you to fake it. He don't want you to pretend like you love him. He don't want you to pretend like you want to spend time with him. Like, okay, I'm going to go spend time with God. No, he wants you to be able to open your Bible up and it comes freely and natural. I'm quite sure everyone have been to a part in their life where you love someone, but they pretended to love you and they didn't love you. And you realized it because you realized it in their actions. They didn't want to spend time with you or they didn't really want to call you. And then when you ask them, hey, why don't you call me? Why don't you text me? And they get angry because the act is up. The act is, you can see through the act that they're not giving you what you give them. That's what God is saying. You don't communicate with me unless you need something. You don't pray to me unless something's bad. And he wants it to be where you always communicate with him. He wants it where we always longing to spend time with him. We longing to feel his presence. He wants true love. We all know how it feels to have somewhere in our life that really don't want to be there. That puts on this act just because they know it makes us happy. Even fake friends. You know, you, you have friends that you text them. They don't text you. You're always texting them. They don't text you. Are you always calling them? They never call you. Are you always offering to buy stuff? And they are, they never offer fake friends. He wants people that enjoy being around him. Not because they have, they're a pastor, not because, Oh, I have this title. I have to do this. This is mandatory for me. Yeah, sure. It's it, to a degree. It's mandatory that we, we pray, we read our Bible, we fast, we do these things so we can have the armor of God on. It's mandatory. But it needs to be to a degree and a level where it flows. Have you ever seen you take a water bottle and it's half, let's say it's half full. You take the water bottle, you put it on the side and you see the water and you kind of take it and you go from one hand to the other hand. And you see it flowing. And you see how easily it flows. That's how our relationship with God has to be. It has to easily flow. He wants it where it flows so genuine. He he blesses you. You immediately say, thank you, God. He gives you something. You, you basically say, thank you, God. You, you, you're running to your room to spend time with him. You're running to your Bible to open up and see, what do you have to say to you today? He's tired of just ceremonial, re religious ceremony. You're just doing it just because. You're doing it because you don't want to disappoint people. Are you doing it because you're a pastor? Are you doing it because this is what you must do? No, we got to stop saying this is what we must do and start saying, I want to do. I desire to. And God knows our heart. He knows when it all is just pretend. He knows when we're just praying to him all these many days just to get what we want. I remember um, dating this person one time. And I was young and dumb. I sent them money all the time. I gave them loads of money. And then I guess one day I woke up and I realized, not physical wake up, but just mentally woke up and realized I'm giving, but I'm getting nothing back. And when I asked them, I said, hey, do you really love me? No response. Never heard from them again, actually, because the jig was up. I read through. The mask, I finally woke up and realized that this person that I gave everything to didn't love me. Let that settle. You, you, you wake up every morning, you pray to God. 
God, give me a house. Give me a house every day. God, please give me a house. God, I thank you for giving me a house. I'm going to praise him in advance. I'm going to worship him in advance. I'm going to praise him in advance. And you're praising him all the while. Month after month after month. He gives it to you. Next, radio silence. You hardly pray. Hardly pick up your word. Hardly worship. Because you got what you wanted, right? We have to stop doing that. Sometimes we don't get our blessings because he knows that's what we're going to do. Sometimes we don't get elevated spiritually because he knows we just want it for show. We want this gift for show or we want people to see, oh, look, look at her. Look at her. Let's just use me for example. Oh, look at Lou. She's going around touching people. She's praying for people. She has the gift of tongues and the gift of healing. I want it just for the accolades. But God is saying today, stop communicating with me just for the accolades, just for the praise of others. Communicate with me because you love me. Stop saying you're sorry and change the way you're doing things. Stop saying sorry for this same sin and turn around because I don't want your sorries. I don't want your apologies. I want true love. I want your heart turned around. I want you to confess your sins and do what confessing is supposed to do, which is turn away from your sins. And that's what people don't do. Because we as Christians, some Christians, I'm going to say some Christians, we think because we have grace, we can continue sinning. So we can keep saying, God, I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry. No. Let's try to understand why am I doing this repeated sin? What can I do to not do this repeated sin? God, I think it's a stronghold over my life. Help me break it. God, I think I'm dealing with spirit. God, help me. Or God, I think it's just me. It's not a spirit. It's not a stronghold. It's just me being selfish and wanting to do whatever sin as I want to do. And sometimes it's just that. It's not a, a spirit. It's not a stronghold. It's just you wanting to do what you want to do. And that's that's fine. But when you ask God for forgiveness, it needs to be genuine. It needs to be a heart change. That's why you hear David says, um, let's get this first real quick. If you have your Bible, if you have your Bible, turn to Psalms 51. Yeah, Psalms 51. Okay, we can go down to verse. Seven. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me, I will be whiter than snow. David, let's stop there. David wanted so badly to be cleansed by God that he said, Cleanse me whiter than snow. Use hyssop. Do whatever you have to do, but I want to be cleansed. I want to be so pure in your eyes that I'm whiter than snow. That's white, white. That's clean. He wants to be so clean before God. And some of us need to ask God that. Cleanse me with hyssop. Show me the error of my ways. He even says in verse 9, hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. He didn't even want God to look upon him. And some of us don't even understand that when, when we sin, God looks at us and he, he says, why? Why do you do this? Why do you keep committing the same sin? 
And David told, told him, hide your face from my sins. Please just blot out my iniquities before you even look upon me. That's how close a relationship he wanted with God. He even tells him in verse 10, create in me a pure heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit in me. He wanted God to cleanse him so bad. He told him three times. He said, hide your face, blot out my iniquities, clean me with hyssop, renew my spirit. He even tells him in verse 11, do not cast my cast me from your presence and take your Holy Spirit from me. He says, please don't take your presence from me. Do y'all know that when we continue to sin, that the Holy Spirit will not leave, but he will get silent. He will step back. And that's what he's saying. He even said, it. he said, take or take your spirit from me. This is someone that's desperate to have a relationship with Christ. And he don't want to lose an ounce of God's presence. How many of us are like this? How many of us are so desperate for the presence of a God to be in our life that we tremble when we sin? God, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. He doesn't want us to be like that. But how many of us are like that? Or do we sin and keep sinning? Do we cuss and keep cussing someone out? Do we cuss someone out and then we do another sin? Or do we then we we do something else? We keep going and going all through our day. Or do we be like David and say, please don't remove your Holy Spirit from me? That is deep. That's where I want to be. He even says, restore me the joy of your salvation. Grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. He wants a willing spirit to not sin. He wants a willing spirit to keep going. He wants a willing spirit to have the strength to keep pushing forward and not keep sinning. He wants to not sin. He even goes far as in verse 13, then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners would turn back to you. That's how we should be. We should be like, okay, I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not going to smoke anymore. I'm not going to have illicit sex. I'm not going to watch porn anymore. I'm not going to do these things. I'm going to learn how to control myself so I can teach others. And that's how we're supposed to be. We don't supposed to learn how to control ourselves and just keep it to ourselves. We're supposed to teach the world. That's where it comes in as God told, told the disciples, teach the, the gospel, teach the world and heal and, and, and cast out spirits. That's what he gave us to do. He told us to do these things. But instead, we all learn how to cope with life, how to not do this and not do that. And we keep it. And we harbor, I'm not going to tell her. She's not going to listen to me. You don't know if you never go to no way and try. He even says, deliver me from the guilty guilt of bloodshed, O God. You who are God, my Savior, and my tongue will sing to your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. We got to stop doing that. We got to stop being these people that don't delight in praising God. One more verse, verse 17. My sacrifice, O oh God, is broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. God would not despise. He wanted a contrite heart. That's what God's asking the Israelites for, a contrite heart. That's what he's asking for us today. How many of us wants a contrite heart? How many of us wants to stop doing a sin that we keep repeating? We have to start desiring him like he desires us. I never had no one desire to want to be with me like the way he does. I never had someone that that enjoys me being around and is so eager to hear from me. I think that is so beautiful. 
Because we can live our whole entire life and never meet no one that makes us feel that way. But we have someone right now that delights in our voice, delights in our praise, delights to be in our, around us. And some of us are, I'm going to raise my hands and help. I'm quite awful to be around. But he doesn't care. He wants to be around. So I'm today, and I'm sorry this is long, but today, if you notice that you're doing more I'm sorry or forgive me to God than turning away from your sin, ask him now to give you a contrite heart to cleanse you and to give you a better understanding of what confession is. And I think that's what we all need is to learn how to confess our sins. I pray you all have a great night or a great day. Remember that Jesus loves you. And remember to ask God to give you a contrite heart and to purify you with his soul because he loves you. And I love y'all too. Y'all have a blessed day.